Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Welcome to the Living Free Show on 3CR Community Radio, 855kHz on your AM dial. I'm Anne and with co-host Bill I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which 3CR transmits people-powered radio. We'd like to pay our respects to elders past and present and to acknowledge that sovereignty over this land was never ceded. Each week on the Living Free Show, we showcase one of the many programs that assist in recovery from drug, alcohol, gambling, food and other addictions. This week I'm joined by Naya Wong, a social worker by training and a group facilitator at Smart Recovery Australia. Welcome, Naya. Are you there, Naya? Yes, I am. Okay, Thank well, you so much for inviting me for, for, for the talk, for the chat. Great. Thanks for coming in today. Are you calling in from Sydney? No, I'm calling actually from Brisbane. Oh, from Brisbane. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, how's the weather in Brisbane? Oh, nice and hot. It's nice and cold here. It's winter here. Um, okay, look, th- thanks again for coming in. Um, can we just start with a little chat about the problematic behaviours that people bring to smart recovery meetings? Um, tell us a little bit about those. Yeah. Uh, and, and during my meetings, you know, um, a number of times people come from different backgrounds mm-hmm. and some of them, they actually live in different countries uh, where they come to my to my meetings. And a number of them, they are presenting more with um, alcohol, kind of based um, issues. Mm-hmm. And some are drugs related, but in their problematic uh, um, side of the, the, their life and, and their, their, their experience has been more to do with, with, um, with family issues, how they relate with their families and, and, and how they cope with the day-to-day without their substance. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, and what was it that brought you to um, Smart Recovery as a facilitator? Well, um, I developed a, a real passion to actually seeing people um, um, living a good life, um, people with addictions in general. Mm-hmm. And in 2016, when I came about, when I found out about SMART, and I thought to myself, oh, this, this sounds really good. This is very much in line with uh, social work, especially because it's based on cognitive behavioral psychology. Mm-hmm. And that really drew me. And I thought to myself, this is what I want to be part of. Um, and, and, and there's the passion in my heart to see, um, People free and, and living a good life. Mm. So that's what brought me to the smart um, recovery, especially the facilitation point of view. Mm. Just seeing how people, you know, what a difference it actually makes in people's lives. Mm. Can yeah. you can you you mentioned um, cognitive behaviour therapy? Could you just are you able to just put that into a, a short description of what that is for people who don't know? Yeah, the cognitive behavioural psychology is very much the therapy. It's very much disputing your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Let's say that your your thought is, you know, like I can't stand, you know, without a drinking, for instance, you know, and then and then you can actually change and dispute that thought. What you know, like saying I can't stand it, and and then you can perhaps change into urges that uncomfortable that just change that thought, mm. change that belief system, you know, and, and that is what we actually do is change, it's modifying the way one thought before into disputing that thought. Why why can't I, you know, just change the, the, the whole narrative? Mm. So, mm. Um, so instead of saying, I feel so uncomfortable, I have to have a drink, you would say, I feel very uncomfortable, but I can cope with that somehow yes 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 yeah like for instance you know like saying they just make me use i can say i make me use 
I have a choice, mm. you know. So, so it's just really take, changing that kind of conversation. That what I call what I say the monologue in the, in one's mind. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and so you mentioned um, alcohol and drug use as the main reasons that people come. Do you also um, have other people coming that might have a an issue with food or gambling or sex or some other? Um, Yes, 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 yes. I, I, now and then uh, I do get uh, people coming with food addiction, um, gambling, gambling is another one, and sex addiction too. And um, and the wonderful thing is that everybody that comes in the group, they they feel very welcome and, and, and comfortable mm. actually helping each other. Yeah. Do they help yeah. each other between meetings or is it just within the meeting? Do they call each other up if they say they are having an urge? No, no. Uh, they they actually, in the meeting, um, they actually help each other. The, the, the beautiful thing is that um, I, I do have a, a group that they've been, since COVID started, they've been my, like my regular kind of, kind of um, mm. uh, people. And those regular people, they they kind of uh, they they invite others to actually talk about it and, and to help each other. Mm-hmm. And and the way they do it is by they they can actually be talking to me right now, you know, and talking to the group. But they're actually chatting on the chat chat part mm-hmm. with each other at the same time, and 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 sending different resources to each other. Uh huh. Mm. 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 Okay, and and what about? Um, I know that Smart Recovery also um, is open to people who are family and friends of of um, people with addictions to substances um, or and behaviours. So how does that work? Do the family and friends uh, share in the same meeting, or they, do they have separate meetings? No, they they tend to actually share on the same meetings. I feel that um, with the family and friends. So they actually prefer just to be together in one group because they, they really want to hear what the other one is actually saying because they, they really want to know what the other one is doing and how they actually apply what they have learned and how it actually works for them. For the other so, for the other families and friends. For the other yeah. families, yeah. Okay, and what sort of um, problematic behaviours do the family and friends find that they are... Um, acting out well one, one of the interesting things is that um, uh, all of them they actually said was that they they could actually see that the, the parts that they were doing you know the things that they were trying to do like making their their loved ones or the you know to actually stop and it didn't work it wasn't working and and it was creating more a division between um, everyone, but when they actually start to realizing it was about self care, mm-hmm. looking after themselves, and um, and how to go about doing um, that side of um, things, they start to realize, hey, uh, this is actually working. And um, yes, yeah, so so it's really trying to, to to understand, you know, what is my part in what is happening here, what can I do to actually um, help my, my loved ones to get help? Mm-hmm. Or, or, yeah. Mm. And what are some of the things that um, people typically do in order to um, try and cope with, with the behaviour that, that's problematic for them and someone else? Well, uh, initially, initially before the, the, the whole mm. training, um, um, they, 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 as, as just quoting some of what they what they actually said to me was that they nagged quite a bit, mm-hmm. and 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 was telling them what they needed to do and 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 all. But when they actually start to to learn um, new skills, they start to see, hey, I I need to put the mask on myself, just like when you go to on an airplane, you need to put the mask on yourself, look after your own health. And, and 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 be your number one in, in, in that way and, and and keep on doing the things that you know that you will want to do mm-hmm. 
you know, and um, and by doing that, by creating boundaries, you know, uh, firm, loving boundaries, um, it, it has been very helpful also for them. And understanding what boundaries is all about. A lot of uh, a lot of times they don't understand what boundaries all about. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. For the people who are listening who might not understand what you mean by boundaries, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, boundaries is, um, uh, let's say that um, you've got a fence in your house, okay? Uh, you've got a, um, a fence and um, and this is your area, you know, and, 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 and you, you need to, to understand what, what you allow in and what, in and what you won't allow to, to come into your life. Mm. You know, and words. You know, what what type of words? What 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 are the things that actually people bring to you? What what are the things that they actually saying? You know, so so it's creating that kind of uh, a distinct understanding. Hey, this this is my zone. This is your zone, and and, and don't cross that kind of mm. um, area. Yeah, yeah. And and can you take us into a? I mean, the the situation in a. A family where there's someone with addiction is that often they're living in the house with you, and often that their behaviour is erratic, um, threatening, perhaps abusive, or dangerous. What then can you do when if you're um, actually living with someone? How do you how do you put up your boundaries there? Um, if you're living with uh, someone, you know, um, with such behaviour, then you it, it's really sitting down and thinking to yourself, okay. Um, First of all, this is my home. What is acceptable in my home? What would I agree? What will I not agree with? Mm-hmm. You know, with if we all have our own rules deep in our heart, what we what we want and and what we don't want mm-hmm. for ourselves. So it's actually putting those in place. How are you going to do that? you know, for yourself. Mm. So okay. it's, a, it's a problem-solving exercise. It is a problem-solving exercise, yes. And I suppose you might end up having to make a very difficult uh, decision. Yeah. Sometimes you... With, with, before actually making a, uh, that big decision that you need to perhaps do, is actually having groups of people around yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, support groups, people that will be there with you, you know, and um, just to help you through through that um, kind of um, situation that, that you find yourself with. Right. So so that would be a really important function of the group, wouldn't it, to, to take away that sense of isolation that you might have from um, trying to cope with all this on your own? Yes. Mm. Yes. One last question um, before we take a break. When people first come into Smart Recovery, are they, are they often in a desperate situation or, or um, do they need to be in a desperate situation usually to to get the help? Um, in, uh, they, can get, uh, they can come to any Smart Group whenever, whatever stage they are in, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. Uh, but if I'm going to give the example of what happens in my own group, um, a number of them, they are actually going, they actually had perhaps uh, almost a, a breakdown, yep. a nervous breakdown, and they don't know where to turn. And so they go and Google, uh, or, or a doctor refers, or someone refers them to a smart recovery meeting, and they end up in the, the smart recovery meetings. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Okay. All right. Thank you for that, um, Naya. Uh, We'll play a song now. Take a little break. And the song we'll play is called The Parting Song by Vicka and Linda.
Wildlife Victoria is a non-profit emergency response service committed to assisting wildlife in need across Victoria. Our trained and dedicated volunteers rescue and rehabilitate sick, injured and orphaned animals so they can be released back to their native habitat. If you see wildlife that may need our help, please contact us on 8400 7300. To donate or register to become a volunteer, hop onto our website at wildlifevictoria.org.au. A 3CR supporter. Get lost in science. Tune in to 3CR every week to hear Beth, Chris and Stuart discuss news and issues from the universe that is science. Get informed and learn a bit more about the world around you. Lost in Science can be heard every Thursday at 8.30 in the morning and is repeated the following Tuesday at 6am. Word to the nerd. You can also download a podcast. Go to the website at www.3cr.org.au and get lost in science. You're listening to a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned to hear the rest of your 3CR podcast. This is a Living Free Show on 3CR 855 kilohertz on your AM radio dial and 3CR on digital radio. If you would like to listen to one of our many podcasts, then you can find us on your preferred podcast platform or just Google 3CR Living Free and check out our website. You can also contact us via phone, email or Twitter. I'm talking today with Naya Wong, a social worker by training and a group facilitator at Smart Recovery Australia. Naya is calling in from Brisbane. Um, are you there, Naya? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, welcome back. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what a smart recovery meeting looks like? How many people are in there? How does it proceed and how long does it go for? Um, my, my smart recovery, um, I've got about 10 to 15 people coming. Initially, when COVID started, I only had four, but mm-hmm. now we've got about 10 or 15. And a number of them are actually regulars. They're regulars because they, they actually literally love each other. And um, and they love uh, talking to each other and, and getting support from each other. What actually happens is um, people come in and then we have the, the welcome, you know, and, and the check-ins, as we call it. Uh, and the check-ins is very much, you know, letting people know what brought them there. And then we have the group discussion and uh, we do use our manual. Um, and the, the smart uh, recovery tools, and they're really good um, to the point that a number of, uh, of, of um, the participants, when they actually talk, they um, in, in our meetings, they actually refer to those tools, and they actually go back and saying, oh, I used such and such the other day and really worked, you know. So we talk about that and how to use those tools and how how to help each other, and then by the end, then we have the checkout. The checkout is very much the plan for the week uh, that each each participant uh, develops. Uh, it usually goes for about an hour and a half. The whole group um, from the start to the end, and what I have found is because the the group it, uh, they they love being uh, with each other that sometimes it's hard for them to say goodbye, mm. you know, because they really want to know the stories. They know each other's stories pretty well. They know each other's journey. And, and they feel comfortable, comfortable in talking. And, and they don't feel judged. Mm-hmm. They feel um, very much supported. Uh, and, uh, and this is what perhaps makes them to, to want to keep on coming whenever they... They, they, they feel that they need a little bit extra help. We di- I did have people that came uh, during COVID that they actually worked through the whole process. They became very strong in their um, in, th- in their recovery uh, to the point that they say, no, I'm, I'm quite okay now. 
and they sent me an email and, and we could actually see uh, how they had become strong. And they said, when, if I need, I'll come back, mm-hmm. you know, meaning that they had a good journey uh, from the beginning to the end. So, um, so um, this is how smart recovery works well and um, for a number of people. Yep. And what about um, fees or dues? Do you do you charge for it or? No, it's totally for free. Mm. No, anyone can actually come in and, and and join the group. It's very easy to join. If people just go on the Smart Recovery um, um, website, and under there, there's the, the online meeting. There's loads of meetings, online meetings that people can actually choose. Whichever they want to choose, they can go and choose. And um, there, there, there's uh, like women's only. There's quite a number of other groups there, mm. so people can choose um, whatever time slot uh, fits them. And, and this is and all over the world. This is not just in, within Australia. They can choose from. No, no, it's all over the world, and and um, and and also uh, there are manuals in different um, languages also mm-hmm. that one can actually. Uh, purchase um if people have some language barriers or anything like that 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 they can actually access those um those tools and the wonderful thing is because the community is so big with smart recovery is that um sometimes we actually have people um that for instance i had um um, americans that they were, um, yes, they attended their own groups in America, but they they felt, oh, let me try what is, is mm. in Australia. So they joined my group, and I had people from the UK uh-huh. doing the same thing. So there's quite a lot of people, and I've got, like, regulars from different countries joining my uh, Aussies that I, you know, in other countries that, you know, they want us to be part of yeah. our group here. Mm. So you can be a member of more than one group? You can drop in and out of groups? Oh, I, I actually encourage people, you know, I said, you know, you can, whichever one that you feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to be, you, you don't need to, you know, be stuck to one group. Because let's say that you find a job and you can't go to that group anymore because, hey, that time doesn't suit me. They can actually try another group, mm-hmm. you know, and um, this, this is the beautiful part of Smart recovery is that uh, is there, we are all very flexible, mm-hmm. and all the facilitators we are very much for the participants, and we want the best for them, the best outcome for them. So yes, mm. Mm. Um, does sound very supportive. Now let's get down to the nitty gritty. So say say somebody is trying to um, say stop using drugs or or use drugs differently or whatever they're, they're choosing and they're having uh, terrible urges and they t- turn up at the meeting, what sort of, um, how will that work? Will, will they be given advice or, or, or are you supposed to give advice or how does it work? I think, I think not necessarily advice, you know, but what we, what we actually do is um, letting them know the, the difference between urges and and. and you know, and and triggers and 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 things like that, so that they know uh, what they're actually experiencing. You know, because a number of times when they come in, they they don't understand what's happening uh-huh. to them. You know, and 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 they feel that oh my goodness, this is this is if I don't if I if I don't agree with that and I don't do what my urge is telling me or my craving is, is telling me, then I, I won't be able to survive. Mm. Then it's a teaching. It's not an advice. It's a teaching the differences. And and because, you know, the group also, others have already experienced that, they can actually um, point us how they actually did. And, and, and through learning processes and understanding oneself, understanding this, what the thoughts process, what the trigger was to start with before um, the urges started. So all this comes uh, in, in place 
when try to uh, um, go through the urges and 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 craving. Right, and as a facilitator, then you would um, do you then ask for people to to share their experience in response to that person's problem. Yeah. The, the way the way I try to do it, I, I I really get everybody involved. So, let's say that I'm um, I'm I'm asking um, Bob, let's let's say mm. you know whatever name you know Bob Bob something, and then and then just thought, what what are your thoughts about this? You know, just put what's your thoughts about this, and and then and then I said, oh, I know that last time such and such. You, you had that idea of doing that. How did it work? Do you mind sharing with the group how your experience was in that way? Mm-hmm. So by doing that, without knowing, everybody starts to actually talk to each other and, and, and try to help each other in, 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 in that whole discussion. Mm-hmm. It's actually bring, uh, making the discussion open. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, do you have protocols for you know how long someone's allowed to speak or to deal with someone dominating or...? Or, or speaking out of turn, or <laughs> how do you manage those sort of things? I think, I think because I, 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 I've, in my mind, I've already purpose. Uh, I've got a purpose for uh, thinking that everybody will have a say. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and because they already know the way I go about different things, so I always ask, you know. Such and such. What are your thoughts about it? Oh, thank you very much. That point was really good. But what about you? Blah blah blah. Yep. What are your thoughts about that? So we we move a bit uh, um, in that way, so that everybody has a, a chance to actually speak. Because um, there's, there's always the one that talks a bit, and, yeah. the, and then the quiet ones. And I think you know the quiet ones need to to have their say too. Mm. And I make sure that everybody actually um, have their turn to say and to share their thoughts. And I, I, I'm blessed to have a group that actually allow each other to actually open it and say what they need to say. Mm. Mm. Okay, thank you. And what, what about, uh, say somebody's got their urge, their primary problem under control and, and then they're not using or drinking or whatever their behaviour is. Um what sort of problems might then arise just in the course of their daily um, life now that they're in recovery and living without their their substance? Yeah, I think I think you know, with, with, like let's say with urges and, and all this stuff, um, the 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 smart recovery we we've got a tool which um, shows the urge blog. You know that that people can actually write when those urges, when those cravings are happening, to see what they can actually do, you know, whether there's something that is triggering, okay, uh, with the urges. This is a part of the urges, but also the lifestyle of the person will uh, enable them to actually stay strong in their, in, in, in their plane. So we talk a lot about the, the, the lifestyle, you know, what, what do you want for your life? What are you doing? Because they, you know, you, you're taking you're taking in brackets a best friend your addiction. Mm. What what are you going to replace with? You know, so so it's just doing something. Let's say that you know, smoking smoking cigarettes, that action, you know, of lighting up the 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 cigarette. What are you going to do when you don't have those actions anymore? He's actually finding is is brainstorming ideas. What you're going to do to actually overcome that? So it's, every time is building up the person ability of staying strong is building up. And when and when because we um, smart recovery, we we are very much on to um, mindfulness. Uh-huh. So we use a lot of mindfulness because. When anxiety comes, when the thoughts are too too much and the craving is too much, focus on one thing. And I did an exercise just last the week before with my group of people. 
I, I said, you can do a mindfulness even looking at your pen. And I got the pen and I showed the pen. And then, then I showed the, the little bowl that is on the pen. And I started to talk about the pen. <sighs> and then I said to them, okay, in, in the time that we were talking about the pen, were you thinking of something else? And everybody said, no. They were all concentrated on that pen. So I, I, I said, okay, this is, this is what mindfulness is. It's about here and now. Think about that one because then you're giving your brain that break that needs and that space that needs. And it helps also with the cravings and the urges. So that little space might just be enough for that person to, for that urge to subside? It could actually be enough, you know, um, because sometimes we, we, we are creatures of creating thoughts. We, like sometimes we can actually be talking to a friend, but in our minds we are already having conversations with ourselves because we, mm. we, our minds are always working. So if we, if we concentrate on something here, you know, then, then our minds stopped here and just gave that break that we actually need to, to have. And and then and then and then when we come back to our senses, then we then we concentrate on something else. Yeah. Now, yeah. From, from that makes it sound. I mean, that's doable by the sounds of it, especially with all the support. But um, we know that addictions are very powerful, uh, best friend. <laughs> very very powerful. Yeah. Um, do you, you get people who just lose their motivation that give up? Um, if so, how does the group help with that? I think I think the fact that the, every single person in the group they they do have that anxiety that comes now and then, or can I do that, or or I'm just about to give up, or whatever. Um, that's the whole idea of the group is actually encouraging each other. Hey, I, I went through that too. And you can do it, mate. Mm. And this is how I did. These are the, the tools that I used, you know. Mm. And, and and take baby steps. I've got one that actually keeps on saying, take baby steps. Don't try to jump so hard that you will fall. Take baby steps. Baby steps is still very good. And um, so those kind of uh, ideas, those kind of encouragement. That's why the group is so important is because people don't feel that they are on their own and this is a huge battle that I can't cope with, that I can't deal with, you know. Mm. And, um, yeah, and the group really um, really encourage each other. Mm. Mm. And, of course, if someone did relapse and give up, they can still come back, can't they? Oh, 100%. Mm. 100%. And, and I have had, you know, people that had major relapse, you know, major relapse, and, um, but they came back. And I think, I think uh, the, the strength of, of the group is, is um, being supportive, you know. Yeah. And, and, and by saying relapse or even lapse, these are all part of healing. And, and, and I... And I make sure that they understand that people will go through um, laps and relapses. That is all part of healing, that they didn't go backwards. Mm. They didn't go backwards. We all learn from different things. And they, and they look and they say, yes, Naya, I've learned this and this and this. And I said, you didn't go all backwards. You just learned something. And, and then by then, I've seen those people that actually had big lapses and relapses um, coming back a lot stronger, mm-hmm. you know, from from their experience, you know, because also the group, as I said, the group is the the strength of everything. Yeah, the fact that they are there and they're encouraging, and and they 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 say welcome back and whatever they say, you know, they just they just love each other. Mm. And so it's better than relapsing on your own and, and thinking there's no no strength to support you. Yeah, yeah. A number of times, they, what, what actually happens a lot of times when people relapse and, and, and lapse is because they, they have had shame yeah. and guilt. 
And this is these are the two things that I really come against. I say, you know, these these two words, you know, these two things, you need to, you know, get rid of your life because um, shame is not a good thing for you to carry, and there is no no need to have shame. You know, so we we very much stress on that in our group, and and they understand that because you know, feeling shameful is not for recovery. No, it's good for relapse, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, just uh, before we go to the next break, um, I'm very familiar with the 12-step groups which recommend abstinence from the behaviour or the substance. Um, I believe smart recovery doesn't require abstinence. Um, and where does that abstinence fit in with um, smart recovery? No, no, we, we don't we don't go that way. Um, maybe because we... We believe in the stage of recovery. Each, we treat each person as an individual, okay? And each person has their own journey. And so we, as I said, it's baby steps. And, and, and giving that person the autonomy in their life, you know? So, so I think that's the base of, of smart recovery, giving back that autonomy. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's about uh, the cognitive and the behaviour. Is yeah. is abstinence the the unwritten goal though? Is that is that really what what people is that is that the right thing that you're heading towards, oh, no. or do some people manage to dip it in and out of their addiction forever? Oh, some people they some people actually prefer. It's really up to the individual. Mm-hmm. Some people, they come and say, no, for me, it's only absence from now on because I, I've already tested and it just doesn't work for me, this thing of going back for one drink because when I start with one, I don't know how to stop. Mm-hmm. Others say they, they, they realize, no, I'm, I'm okay with that. I can actually stop. You know, I can yeah. moderate. But I think... It's treating people as individuals because we're all different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so if someone just learns that for them abstinence is, is what's necessary, then they can. that's what they'll do. Yes, yep. exactly. Okay, uh, we're going to take another break and it's another one from Vicar and Linda and this song is called Honey Bee. You come like a bee to the honey The honey tastes so sweet
Luciano and Georgia Keats, supported by the Australian Queer Archive, present Queer Ways, retracing Melbourne's queer footprint. Queer Ways is a community art project that maps the queer history of Melbourne, combining our community's stories and voices, past and present, into a permanent, interactive record of being queer in Melbourne. Visit www.queerways.melbourne now to record your story in queer history and explore our city's untold history. Queer Ways, a 3CR supporter. Wah carries the stories of our ancestors, forever watching over us and protecting us. Join me, Taldem Chogo Edwards, for Balamwa, a journey of stories, yarns and music about freedom and survival from 2pm to 3pm every Thursday afternoon on 3CR, 855 on your radio dial. As I walk alone on my dreaming track tonight I can hear the voices of my elders Their ancient sounds echo in my mind To the beat of clapstick and the dancing This is the Living Free Show on 3CR Digital Radio and live streaming on 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming. And we're talking with uh, Naya Wong, social worker and group facilitator at Smart Recovery Australia. I need to also announce that on Saturday, this Saturday, 17th of December, 9am to 12 noon, we've got the 3CR pop-up shop. If you want to do some Christmas shopping, you can get books, CDs, hoodies, t-shirts and tote bags. That's 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy, the 3CR pop-up shop, Saturday 17th of December from 9am to 12 noon. Welcome back, Naya. Thank you. Um, Before the break, uh, you talked about the problem of guilt and shame and how they are not helpful for (laughs) recovery and that they will actually, you know, be unhelpful. Um, Can you talk a little bit to the audience about the difference between guilt and shame? Yeah, um, the guilt and shame... Is they, they they tend to um, uh, attach to oneself. The guilt, uh, a lot of times, is it's about um, what what we actually did, and, and 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 then we become guilty about that one, and and then that can actually drag us down uh, and not help us to get up again because that guilt is just like a big rock. Um, that is that we carry everywhere, and 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 it just doesn't leave our bodies, if I may say. The shame is similar to that, but is I, I would say it becomes worse because then it is it attached to our personal views of ourselves, how we view ourselves uh, in the whole context, and and in terms for for recovery purposes. Um, these two are the enemy of recovery. They they don't work well at all, and 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 it shouldn't be part of the journey of our recovery in 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 any way or form. Um, especially also another one that I want to 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 um, add to to that. The third one is the loser sign. That a lot of times we actually carry the loser sign that we 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 actually a loser because of what actually has happened. Mm. Um, but it's important to understand that um, in terms of addiction, addiction is something that is happening to us. It, we actually recovering. We actually healing our bodies. Mm-hmm. We actually healing our brain. So. Um, my advice in that way is actually to be kind to oneself, you know. Instead of um, carrying the guilt and shame, it's just like if, if if one finds it difficult, sometimes it's just visualizing that guilt and shame just going away and, and, and starting to, to, to um, adapt the idea of, okay, how can I be kind and gentle to myself? In the process of my own recovery, what can I do to 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 make and to help me? Because if 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 I can be kind and gentle 
with other people, with strangers, why can't I be like that with myself? Now, in the case of guilt, if the um, the person has um, said or done things that have been damaging to someone else, is there a recommendation that they make amends for that or are there interpersonal um, things that have to be done other than just um, being gentled with yourself? I think I think uh, um, it, it, it's always good, you know, to to, to sit down and, and see, okay, what 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 has happened, you know? Do I need to perhaps say sorry, or 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 or, 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 or talk to the person that I hurt? Because this is what we do in life, you know, and that doesn't doesn't happen only for for people, you know, that. Um, in addiction, you know, and um, so let's let's put it that this way. But also, you know, in terms of guilt, is it a true guilt or is it false guilt in a lot of ways? Mm. Also, and and then we have to sit down to see whether that's a true one or is a false one, and 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 depending if there's trauma or associated with everything uh, to. In regards to addiction, then then perhaps um, further help, further talk with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, in that regards too, also may help. Do you mean talk to someone outside of Smart Recovery, a professional help? A professional help, mm-hmm. a professional help. Yeah, because uh, uh, Smart, uh, Smart, and professional help together would, you know, they work pretty well. Together, you know, because I I know a lot of um, psychologists that actually um, ask people to come to Smart Recovery. Mm. You know, because they what one is is working on the trauma, and then the other Smart Recovery is working on the behaviour. Yes, you know, and, 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 and all associated with everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that how it all, all works together as a team. Mm-hmm. Yep, so it's not saying that it's the be-all and end-all and it, or it's the only thing that works. It's 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 um, it's just saying that this is what it has to offer, which is something, cognitive behaviour therapy in groups. Um, yeah. And that an ind- individual might need other kind of medical or um, yeah. psychological intervention. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, it's a wonderful thing. I was listening um, this morning to the news about the the crisis in mental health and the difficulty of getting everyone to see a psychologist that needs to. Um, and so many people would, uh, you know, it sounds like Smart Recovery is expandable um, and, yeah. it, and it's free, so it could take up a lot of that slack, couldn't it? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, 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 I've... Um, I've I had... So many participants that actually um, they talk so much about the tools that they have used, not only for their own addiction. That's the, the amazing part is they 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 use in their own relationships. Mm. You know, and um, and so it can be ex- expendable in that way because they're tools for life. Yep. You know, and not only tools for the addictions, but tools for life. Yep. Well, moving on to that, tools for life. So, so much of life is about interpersonal relationships. So, can you talk? Um, do you have at your, at your disposable an example of communication skills that might be helpful helpful for people um, in recovery who want better relationships with the people around them? Um, in terms of uh, communication skills, it's uh, it's really a, um, a sharing people's hearts. A number of times when people actually, like for for instance, with anger management, or or, or the opposite, um, a lot of times is is that identify deep within of their heart. What are they trying to say, and how are they going to say and put the, the words? Like like I, I often say, you know, when you actually say something to someone, you know, hear yourself saying those things first. Would you be happy to to hear what you're actually saying, you know, to the other person? Mm-hmm. And how would how would you perceive what you actually said? And and that can actually sometimes be helpful in that way of oh yes, 
I wouldn't like to, people to, to, to say those things in that particular way. So sometimes it can be helpful in that way, just, just, just thinking first. Yeah, thinking first and put, put yourself yeah. in the other person's shoes. Yeah. Um, so do people report back about at meetings about uh, relationships with family and friends improving? Oh, uh, 100% yes. Um, I, I, um, I, I have stories, you know, uh, of um, husbands and wives uh, improving their, their relationships and how they actually talk to each other. And, and one of the things that they actually say is, um, because I saw Edmund, I, I, I think they get sick of me saying, you know, be kind to yourself, <laughs> be gentle to yourself. Because they, because when you learn how to be like that with yourself, then you start to think, oh, how can I be like that with my spouse? Mm. Or how can I be that like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And with that, everything's a ripple effect. Yep. You know? And, and, and then by then, you know, you, you actually modifying your ways, the way you talk. And, and I've seen and I've heard how the relationship has changed. Very much, you know. Yeah. Uh, for instance, okay, um, when um, let's say that they 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 have dealt with the or, or they're trying to deal with with um, alcoholism, for instance, they by being going and being honest with their partners or with their families and saying, "Look, I'm trying to to, to that you know uh, your support will be so good." Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honest and and then letting them know how that support, how would you like that support to look yep. like? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Naya, thank you for coming in today. That's about all we've got time for. So um, I'd like to thank you very much for coming in and speaking to us about Smart Recovery today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, if you're concerned about your own problematic behaviour or the problematic behaviour of a relative or, or friend and would like to find out more about Smart Recovery, you can contact them at smartrecoveryaustralia.com.au or call them on 02 9373 Coming up next, we have Balamoire, the Spirit of Wa, hosted by Uncle Tal Jim Choco Edwards. Join Uncle Choco on a journey of belonging and movement through sing-alongs and yarns. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and stay tuned now for more Radical Radio on 3CR. And to take us out, we've got a song called Far From Ambazel, which I hope I've pronounced properly, by Jay Asmaris.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.